Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for the reading of your word, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. We magnify your holy name. We say Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of our studies, Lord of our Bible studies, Lord of our time. We give our time over to you, Lord. Today, March the 16th. Numbers 24-1 and 25-18. Thank you, God, for allowing us to seek your word, the time, and giving us resources and the energy to magnify your word for the love of your word and the love of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. By now, Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel, so he did not resort to divination as before. Mm. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camp tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and this is the message he delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob! How lovely are your homes, O Israel! They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They are like the tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars besides the waters. Waters will flow from their buckets. Their offsprings have all they need. Their kings will be great than Agag. Their kingdoms will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to arouse her. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and curses everyone who curses you. King Balak flew into a rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies and said you have blessed them three times. Now get out of here. Go back home. I promise to reward you richly, but the Lord has kept you from your reward. Balaam told Balak, Don't you remember what I told your messengers? I said, Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I will be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. I told you that I could say only what the Lord says. Now I am returning to my own people. But first, let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. <laughs> this is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the foreheads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered while Israel marches on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob, who will destroy the survivors of it. Then Balaam looked over toward the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over to the Canaanites and delivered this message. Your home is secure, your nest is set in the rocks, but the Canaanites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from the coast of Cyprus. They will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber. But they too will utterly destroy, be destroyed. Then Balaam and Balak returned to their homes. Chapter 25. While the Israelites were camped at Acacia Grove, some of the men defiled themselves by having sexual relationships with local Moabite women. 
These women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods, so the Israelites feasted with them and worshipped the god of Moab. In this way, Israel joined in the worship of Baal of Peor, causing the Lord's anger to blaze against his people. The Lord issued the following command to Moses. Seize all the ringleaders and execute them before the Lord in broad daylight so his fierce anger will turn away from the people of Israel. So Moses ordered Israel's judges, each of you must put to death the men under your authority who has joined in worship bow of parole. Just then, one of Israelite's men brought a Midianite woman into his tent right before the eyes of Moses and all the people as everyone was weeping at the entrance of the tabernacle. When Phinehas, son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he jumped up, left the assembly. He took a spear and rushed after the man into his tent. Phinehas thrust the spear all the way through the man's body and into the woman's stomach. So the plague against the Israelites was stopped but not before 24,000 people had died. Then the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas, son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron, the priest has turned my anger away from the Israelites by being as zealous among them as I was. So I stopped destroying all Israel as I had intended to do in my Shelley's anger. Now tell him that I am making my special covenant of peace with him. In this covenant, I give him and his descendants a permanent right to the priesthood. For in his seal for me, his God, he purified the people of Israel, making them right with me. Wow. The Israelite man killed the Midianite woman with the Midianite woman named Simri, son of Salu, the leader of the family from the tribe of Simeon. The woman's name was Kozbis. She was the daughter of Zur, the leader of Midianite clan. Then the Lord said to Moses, Attack the Midianites and destroy them. <laughs> because they assaulted you with deceit and trickery, you into worship Baal of Peror. And because of Kozbi, the daughter of a Midianite leader who was killed at the time of the plague because of what happened at Peor. Amen, amen. Let's go ahead. God approves of Phinehas' reaction to the sin. This is the Bible study that he witnessed. Often we're told that anger is wrong, but sometimes anger is fitting and justified. This was one of those cases. Phinehas was angry because of his seal for the Lord. If we are becoming more and more like God, we should be angered by sin. How can we know when our anger is appropriate and when it should be restrained? Four questions can help you sort it out. Why am I angry? Whose rights are being violated? Mine or another? Is the truth being violated? Is God's reputation being defamed? If only your rights are at stake, it may be wiser to restrain from taking action. But if the truth is at stake, anger may be justified. If God's own character is being treated with disdain, it deserves your anger. However, even in righteous anger, violence is usually the wrong way to express it. Paul echoes David's good advice in Psalm 4.4. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Ephesians 4.26. Self-control is a spiritual discipline that reflects God's character. Reflecting God's character may be the best way to defend it. But you know, interesting how anger, the Lord, God lost his anger. <laughs> he was wanting to destroy everybody, all right, of Israel. Right. And it didn't say anything about those 24,000 people right, that right, died until right. afterwards. Uh-huh. And, and that is so true that... Uh, the dishonor of, of that guy bringing that woman right, right into, into, into yeah. you know, everybody's talking about the sin, and then all of a sudden the guy demonstrates his sin right tabernacle. in front of everybody, in front of Moses yeah. and everybody's eyes and takes the, the, the woman. Right before their eyes. Yeah. And then that sin caused the, the Moabites or the, that clan to go, let's go and destroy them. But the point I'm getting to is when you have God's righteous indignation, 
It means that you're still in control. You're not in, you're not in anger. You're not in, in, in crazy anger. You are in righteous anger, which you have control. For instance, uh, you know, righteous indignation is, is your nephews bringing in their girlfriends to, your, to the grandmother where they're not paying rent. And they're taking him to the bedroom and, and they're having sex. Gotta stop that. My dog would not stop barking. He knew something was wrong, my little dog. <laughs> and then, and then they, they used to think that I was sick on him. Sick on The lady would try to go to the bathroom and the dog would bite her. He oh, just didn't wow. like her. And, they, the, and the other, the, other the, the nephew, which was sick something, you know. And, you know, I tried to confront it. It wasn't my house, and it wasn't like my, I was having, pro, you know, say, uh, you know, they knew, already knew where I stand. Yes. I already taken them to church as kids right. and so forth. I already got them saved. And, right. and now what happens is the dog is, is, is just parked, parked right in front of their door. And every little move he hears, he barks. Okay. Oh, <laughs> now you know. I mean, the little dog had a righteous indignation. You know, and he bit her on their toe, and uh, and wow. he would throw his little body up against the bathroom door. I remember that girl came over with her kids, uh-huh. her two kids, and they went to the bathroom. You know, it, this is a little small chitsu. You know, yeah, small yeah, I, I'm amazed. And uh, they would go try to go to the bathroom real fast because the dog would come and they close the door and the little dog would bark like he's a big dog and he would slam his body up against the door of the bathroom. Boom, boom, and the kids are crying hysterically. <laughs> I mean, can God move through an animal like that to, you and know, the, come the, on. The lady is laughing and my nephew doesn't think it's funny. She, he's trying to kick the dog and he goes, and the dog bites his foot and won't let it go. <laughs> And me and my mom are just laughing our heads off. But anyway, uh, they started going to church and carrying their Bibles. You know, they, after after all that. I think the dog had a little bit, a lot of your spirit inside. It already, he probably heard the word of God and just, you know, something. That's <laughs> a wonderful story. Um, yeah, you're right. Righteous indignation is not accepting you know, that in your house, you know, you, you do say something. You don't you sit there and say it's okay because it's not, you know. Yeah, you know, and the beauty of it is that this is our foundation truth. What we're listening here and what we're learning, you know, and what the New Living Testament is telling us about the, about what happens if God's truth is being violated, is God's reputation being defamed. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot, the Bible in Proverbs says, you cannot uh, uh, straighten out a fool. You know, you just have to protect yourself from a foolish person. If there's a fool in the house, even if it's 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 your relative, get them out of there because there ain't no way. It's like talking You're to a tree, and yeah. they all they do is destroy. You know, and you have, to, uh, and it's sad. But you, the Bible says itself, it's foolish to to confront a foolish person. Right. You know, so. The other point I wanted to make is, uh, I forgot. <laughs> I just want to let the people know that we're reading out of the 365 New Living Testament, their Bible study. That's where the, uh, the, the right stakes are. The information is coming from. So go ahead and uh, talk about either the zeal of the Lord and his anger or this other or how... Two things I got out of here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wonder if you got the same thing I did. I'm waiting. Uh, one thing I got that from Balaam, son of Beor, that he, the, the words he uses, who he who hears the words of God, yes. who sees the vision from the Almighty, yes. who bows down with eyes wide open. Uh-huh. See, he humbles himself. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and he says, this is the message of Balaam, son of Beor. Whose eyes see clearly. Yes, and hears the words of God and gets visions. Would you go ahead and read five all the way to uh, yeah. to but, nine? Yeah, I just want to say about that. I mean, you know, that's that's the best thing you can ask for from the Lord, that you can see clearly, um, that you have visions. He 
pre-warns you, shows you what's coming. I, I just love that. Um, and a little while later, there's, at the end of this, it says, uh, in number 16, it, it reiterates that again. So it says it twice, okay? Uh, it says, uh, in uh, starting at 15, this is a message Balaam delivered. This is a message of Balaam, son of Beor, this message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of one who hears the words of God, okay? And who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees vision from the Almighty. So over here, it mentions he has knowledge. Up here, it doesn't, but it repeats it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, man, he does, huh? Yeah. So... You know, that's what we want. I mean, that is, to me, it's like one of the, the, you know, when I get a good dream, and I, God is showing me something, and months later it comes to pass. I get, I get remember because I write my dreams down, but to have that foresight of the Lord giving you insight, you know, in your dreams as you sleep uh-huh. is, to me, one of the amazing ways he speaks to us. Right, you have many visions that you have um, written down and remember. For him to show you that, you know, openly is beautiful, and uh, the one who hears the words of God, you know, when you hear the words of God, and it just you walk in so much uh, strength in Him, you know, knowing that He is giving you this information giving it to you on a platter. So we gotta value that. We gotta value, write it down, get excited. I I, I just, I mean, it, God is so good. That's Thank all you, I wanna baby. say. Thank yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out is that King could have killed Balaam. Oh, Balak? Yeah, because he said, look, he got irritated, irate. You have blessed him three times. Yeah. And go, and then he says, you know, he put his courage up there. He says, mm-hmm. he knew that the king could take the knife and have one of his guys slice him right there, kill the prophet. How many times don't they kill prophets yeah. for prophesying wrongly right. or, or against them? Right, right. That's a good point. He yeah, had so protection. He, he had courage to to stand up for the Lord's words. Yes, yes, That's, and the Lord protected him. Yeah, I believe. You know, the, the king said, "Well, I'm going to send you home, but you ain't going to go pending listless." Like right. a little kid, I tell you, the guy had no... He was probably an alcoholic, that guy yeah. Balak. But he just, you know, and later on he reiterates, you know, what did I tell you? You can't give me the silver and the gold in the palace for me to violate what the Lord says to do. Now that, that is standing on God and, and his will for your life. And I mean, how many people would, in this day, turn away from the silver and gold? Not many, babe, not many. Okay, you got to have the Spirit of the Lord inside of you to turn that down. You really do. And, and he was the, uh, Balak was the king of, of uh, the Moabites. Yeah. He was the king of the Moabites. Yes, wow. Okay, wow. And wow. then when he turned around and gave him the prophet, let me tell you what's going to happen to you, yeah. he said. Wow. He says, well, let me tell you before I go, just after the money, he said, uh, now I am returned to my own people, but first let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in yeah. the future. And he says that the, that the, they're going to crush their heads. Yes, yes. A scepter will rise up for Jacob. It will crush the foreheads of Moab's people. people. And then you find out in the next chapter that when the Israelites mess with them, uh, Moses attacked, oh, they attacked the Mediites and destroyed them. So I, there's a lot of names here. So yeah. uh, so that's the thing. Oh, another thing I'd like to point out, but first of all, before they do that, I'd like for you to read the blessing. Yeah, and- I was. that was one thing that I took away from this thing. Because remember, in the earlier chapter, it was something else that he It was declared. another blessing. Yeah, but this is beautiful blessing because... Um, so the, the more you say it, the more we will bless God's will. Yeah. Uh, so it starts at five. It says, how beautiful are your tents, O Jacob? How lovely are your homes, O Israel? They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. Can you just picture that? Gardens by the riverside. 
They are like tall trees planted by the Lord. The Lord has planted these palm trees or palm groves and they're very strong. Palm trees are very strong and they're able to withstand much. Wow. Um, like cedars beside the waters. This is what I like, number seven, and for our household, water will flow from their buckets. Their offspring have all they need. Amen. You could take that blessing and hang on to that one. The water will be flowing. You know, the, the scripture says that out of our bellies shall flow rivers of, of flowing water. You know, Holy Spirit and so forth. So that's really cool. Um, their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel uh, crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to arouse her. This is a good, this is a well-known scripture. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel. And cursed is everyone who curses you. I, I think there's another place in the scripture, right? That's not the only time we hear that. Blessed, you're blessed when you bless Israel. Cursed if, you know. Yeah, with Abraham's blessing too. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Israel, the nation of Israel. And we call it blessed, the palaces and the walls and the people and the economy. We bless Israel, Lord God, that you have kept them safe, Lord, for thousands of years, Lord, your chosen people. We bless them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that they may come to know you more and more as this call as it is today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, now I want to talk about... Uh, it says, Alas, and the second prophecy, who can survive unless God has willed it? Mm, yeah, I like that. Okay. One of the things is that we as human beings don't pray for a lot. We pray, well, God, what's your will for my life? But you know what we should be praying for? God, what is your will? Right. What is your will for your life? Right. <laughs> right. God, what is your will for your life? You know, the, the what. in other words, God has given life to everyone and he has a certain will. How can we help somebody with their will, with their, their uh, with God's will towards them? It could be a word. It could be compassion. Mm -hmm. It could be a flat tire. It could be taking a kid to a, to a, school. To a school. It could be uh, listening to someone. Yesterday our, at our men's meeting, mm -hmm. I ran the meeting and uh, right here. I read the meeting, and I and one of the things that uh, that came up, uh, my topic was self correction. Mm. Self correction. Okay, thank you, babe. The point I'm making is is that, that is that we concluded that listening to others and let them self correct, as we listen to them, they will be able to put the ABCs and the points together, not necessarily giving them advice, but listening to them. And that's a very hard thing to do, to listen to a person. Because the man was talking about his daughter, husband of two kids, two girls, like 10 and 8, got killed in an accident over a year ago. And, and the daughter, though she's striving to do better, she's having a hard time. And, and the wife told him and says, hey, I just she just wants you to listen, listen to her because yeah, you know you're sounding board. Be a sounding board. Yes, yes. And he, that guy was expressing his heart, and I and mm -hmm. he, and then I realized that when I came into the twelve step fellowship, yeah. I was able to lay down all my past life, and they listened to me, yeah. and then I looked at it, and I was able to self correct. Right. You know, I was. The images that I were getting were producing bad images for my life. So now I started producing good images in AA and good words. So right. I started producing good things. Yeah. And the joy and the satisfaction and the skies became bluer and the grass yeah. became yeah. greener. Yeah. And I became patriotic. And I started helping my mom more, yeah. taking out the trash, change, changing the light bulbs, doing things that an adult does. Yes. I remember putting an extra bathroom for my mom. Uh -huh. I wanted to do construction, you know, yeah. in the back room. 
I dug five holes looking for that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I was a young 25-year-old, the son, and uh, digging five, six-foot holes in there. And I, you know, I didn't realize that it had an old septic tank in there that was cut off. I went in there with a hand thing, and I cut pipe on one side, and I, what is this, mud? And I cut the other side, and then realized that that pipe hasn't been used in years. Stick to the encouragement, bro. Plumbing, <laughs> <laughs> not your destiny. I finally got and the, it's okay. I finally got the bathroom in there, you know, in the little, and, and I, made my, I made my mom a bathroom. Uh-huh. How you know? happy was she that you did that? Oh, they were very happy, you know. So yeah, I just saw you. And I put the washing machine outside. All these things I never done, <laughs> but I was doing it because faith. Yes, amen. And that's a good point. When you self-correct yourself, it's more powerful, you know. All right, baby. Okay. Uh, any more on this? Thing? I, I, I'm good. I, I think that, um, you know. I got one more reading. Go ahead and give me some while I look it up. Okay, um. Just, you know, how important it is that we, you know, we are in the world, but we're not of it. So mm. the, the fact that Israel many times throughout the, the Old the Testament would, would worship other idols, you know, and God, that would make them very angry. So uh, that we just maybe think about the things that and I and I'm doing this on my own. What are the things that that get in the way? You know that you know we got to be careful about idling, idolizing something. You know whether it's money or um, that kind of thing. We just got to put our eyes on the Lord because seek His kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Amen. You know, nothing is you know Amen. like 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 He said, silver and gold can't can't. There's there, there, there's another point you brought up. It says, God, what's your will? Well, his right. will is uh, his kingdom of God come for yes. others. Yes, amen, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, in our part, all these things. So God's will is his kingdom. Right. Okay, so we should be praying for people's souls. Yes. That a kingdom would come upon them. Yes. We have a list. I, I, we've run into a list of people that we have prayed for over yes. the years. Yes, And then we had, have had some dramatic Changes. successes. Yes. And we have some continual ones that are continual. Right. To weigh heavy. They yes. teach us how to pray because they just don't want it. You know, they, they right. stay in the loop. But we continue to work with them and they continue to they're be honest. Yes. So two things. The will of the Father. What is his life? What is his life purposes? And his kingdom of God for us. Right. That's a good point. Let the kingdom for, come and let his will be done on this earth. That should be the, the, the canopy or the statement and put all those names underneath it. Yeah. And then have... Yeah. His will be done on these people's lives, yeah. the will of life of the Father's intentions yeah. for humanity, not just for ourselves. And the and the testi- testimony to that is that when the kingdom of God comes, it can be healing. You prayed for somebody, you laid hands on somebody as a believer, you just by faith, your words brought the healing forth from the kingdom of God. So it's it's that's that's an example of how the kingdom can come here on the earth because you took time to pray for somebody you spoke good words over them their life turned around amen you released amen. the grace of god over their life and now they're sober you know amen so that's what the kingdom is the goodness of god coming down here and touching those lives that as the scripture says the goodness of god will lead people to repent also Amen. Okay. You're on a road, baby. Yeah. All right, let me go ahead and read uh, what the Recovery Bible talks about, Balaam, back to Balaam. And, and, uh, it says in chapter 25 of Numbers, Even after God's victory over the evil intentions of Balak, the Israelites were quickly seduced into Canaanite worship. Through this vi- story, we see how clever and diverse Satan's strategies are. When an unsuccessful... In his attack from the outside, he succeeded in bringing decay from within. Israelite participation in immoral Canaanite worship practice resulted in the judgment and death of 24,000 of God's people. 
This shows how important the personal morality of God's people is to him. Our personal morality, abstinence from sin, is important. And Luke Luke 2, 1 through 35, in the Recovery Bible, uh, Anna's going to read Luke first. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Chapter 2. This is, I really want to... Okay, I'm going to go make coffee for the group. Uh, I'll be right back. And then I want to read this when you're done. Okay. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 35. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Curnius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, Do not be, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior Yes, the Messiah of the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth laying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to all those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to the to their flocks glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. The name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen and it had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. 
That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in the arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Oh, wow, Lord, this is so good. This is so good how um, the shepherds got the sign. You know, when the baby was born, she put the, put him in the manger and... Um, The, the shepherds in the fields that were guarding the sheep that night got the message from the angel of the Lord suddenly it appeared to them and they had the glory of God where they were and um, you know they, they gave him the good news I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the Savior yes the Messiah the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem and you will recognize him by this sign you'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger and I love this. It says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. I hadn't read that before. To those whom God is pleased. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It touches, touches our hearts. Huh? Yeah. And so as then they went back to heaven and the shepherds said to you, hey, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened, what the Lord has told us about. Now, that is kind of a cool thing. You're in, you're in your, you live somewhere else and the, the glory of God comes over you. You're protecting the sheep at night or whatever. And you get this word saying, here's the Messiah. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, you know. So um, anyway... Uh, they went, and sure enough, they uh, they went to see. Uh, they found Mary and Joseph at that time, and then um, it said, "All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often." So people were astonished by the news that they brought, but you know, Mary here is is still pondering what's happened to her right amen amen okay I, I, li I like to read that it says that they were surrounded suddenly an angel of the mm -hmm. lord appeared among them and the radiance of the lord's glory surrounded them yes, all yes. the way around they were terrified but i love this the angel assured them don't be afraid i bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people so one of the things when i'm afraid i have to quote this God tell her, don't be afraid, Fernando. The Lord's bring you good news that will be a great joy to you. Don't be afraid, Fernando. The Lord will bring good news to you that will be great joy to you. Amen. And then I'll say it again. Don't be afraid, Fernando. Yes. The Lord will bring good news to you that will bring you great joy. Amen. Amen. See, now I'm self-medicating with God's word. Yes, yes. And I'm fighting that negative yes. part of me that wants to destroy, you know, things. Yeah. And this says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying on a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast house of or others, armies of heaven, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest heavens, more heavens, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. 
Amen. That's what you were saying. The peace to those whom God is pleased. Right. Amen. Um, and then we're going uh, into where they come to a time after the eighth day that they are going to circumcise Jesus and they took him to the temple to dedicate him. And there, it says here, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he seen the Lord's Messiah. And that day the Spirit led him to the temple. Okay, He was waiting and waiting and waiting. Mm. Probably, I don't know how old here, but, but he had hung on to that fact that he would not die you know, the Spirit let him know, you're not going to die until you see this. Isn't that cool? That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus um, of the Lord, as the law required, Simon was there. He took the child in his arms and he praised God. Okay, but this is magnificent because he prophesied to the baby. It says, Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been set as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Amen. Wow, Amen. Powerful, powerful. You know, to be able to be told, you're not going to die until you see what you've been waiting for, right? Amen. And and then to 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 come and 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 see see that is incredible. But did I? Let me read the study. It says, sometimes we wonder, am, I'm being obedient, so why aren't things going better with me? We face discomfort or inconvenience and immediately think either that we have misunderstood God's will or that God has made a mistake or further, why keep working and searching for God? Why keep working for God? You know, the, the flesh tells you that, your thoughts. That says, well, I made a commitment no matter what. Even if I fail at this, I'm still going to go ahead of it. You make I made a quality commi- commitment that when things don't go right, it is something in my deal, something in my past, or something I didn't pray properly. But it's always on me. God's, I have made the choice to make God's word true in the last stop in my life. That helps me. Amen. When we follow God's will, comfort and convenience are not guaranteed. But everything has meaning in God's plan, even discomfort and inconvenience. God will guide us and provide for our needs. Like Joseph, we lead live each day by faith believing that god is working in us giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases him amen now in the recovery bible it says encounter with the living god and his angelic messengers inevitably elicit fear the angel reassured the shepherds don't be afraid once the shepherds realized that god accepted them and wanted to communicate with them they were free to go worship the christ child Jesus coming in the flesh measures us that our holy and almighty God is also a personal God. God is with us and for us. We need not fear the unknown future or the all too familiar past. When we put our faith in the living God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, his perfect love expels all fear. In recovery, in in. Painful thoughts of a guilt-ridden past or an uncertain future can often intrude and disrupt the present and sometimes cause us to feel depressed. Certainly, these darkest issues must be faced for us to break free from the pattern of the past. But Mary shows us how thoughts about God can lift our spirits and gives us the courage to take the next step. She meditates on the things God was doing and wanted to do in her life. When we do the same, we take a step towards recovery and wholeness. Pondering the joy with the sorrow, the, the awesome with the awful, the gain with the pain, we lead to emotional and spiritual healing. Now, about Simeon's words. Reveal the universality of God's plan of salvation. 
It was a rare thing for a Jew to declare that the Messiah would bring deliverance to the whole mm. world, not just the Jews. God reaches out to all people, not just any ethnic group. He gives light, life, and contentment to all who put their faith in him through Jesus Christ. God will accept any who turn to him for help, regardless of background or situation in life. He is the universal Savior. With faith in Jesus, we can go through life and death and peace, as did Simeon. Yeah, and I do want to read the beginning of when it says Jesus' parents were amazed. So I skipped over the little part, which is very important. It says, um, he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. That's the beginning of, you know, him prophesying over this situation about what would happen. So imagine that you saw salvation. You're the first one, you know. Wow. You're holding the baby because the Holy Spirit led you there. And they told you, you know, that, that you're not going to die until you see salvation. Okay. So this is this is why I love Luke chapter 2 because later Anna shows up. My name is Anna. So I'm like, yeah, she's a prophet. So anyway, <laughs> Amen. Anyway, Amen. I call it Anna you know, prophetess. Yeah. And so it, I, I just love how he's, he's, you know, given this word by the Holy Spirit. You're not going to die until you see this. <laughs> and he, he comes to the, to the temple to see this. He holds the baby. He blesses the baby and he prophesies over it. It's just one of my favorite in the whole scripture. Amen. So God, God bless the word. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this great love. We give you glory and honor and power. Father God, thank you for today's reading. Bless us, Lord, as we listen and ponder on your word and do the same as Mary did and Simeon and Anna the prophetess, which I have my own Anna the prophetess. <laughs> she prophesied, take the trash out. <laughs> or else. This <laughs> no is going to happen to you. Okay. Amen. So, so let's we're... go. Let's thank go with you, that. Lord. Psalm 59, 1 to 17. It says, praise God for having unfailing love and unmatched power. Thank him for withholding his judgment until the right time. Wow. It says, Rescue me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who have come to destroy me. Rescue me from these criminals. Save me from these murderers. They have an ambush set ambush for me. Fierce enemies are out there waiting, Lord. Though I have not sinned or defended them. I've not done I have done nothing wrong. Yet they prepare to attack me. Wake up and see what's happening and help me. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, wake up and punish those hostile nations. Show no mercy to wicked traitors. They come out at night, snarling like vicious dogs. As they prowl the streets, listen to the filth that comes from their mouths. Their words cut like swords. After all, who can hear us? They sneer. But Lord, you laugh at them. You scoff at all the hostile nations. You are my strength. I wait for you to rescue me. For you, O God, are my fortress. In his unfailing love, my God will stand with me. He will let me look down in triumph on all my enemies. Don't kill them, for my people soon forget such lessons. Stagger them with your power and bring them to their knees. O Lord, our shield, because of the sinful things they say, because of the evil that is on their lips, let them be captured by their pride, their curses and their lies. Destroy them in your anger. Wipe them out completely. Then the whole world will know that God reigns in Israel. My enemies come out at night, snarling like vicious dogs. 
as they prowl the streets, they scavenge, scavenge for food, but go to sleep unsatisfied. But as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety where I am in, when I'm in distress, and oh, my strength, to you I sing praises. For you, O oh God, are my refuge, the God who shows me unfailing love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Unfailing love is what we can expect day in and day out. Amen. Just Amen. Get at his feet, read your word, receive it. Amen. Unfailing love is like the oxygen, like yeah, the sun. That's Just what get we out need to survive. It. Yeah. You know, it goes, hey, you messed up. Who doesn't? Thank yeah, God you messed yeah. up. I'm not you concerned know? about the enemies coming at me. I have authority over that situation because Jesus has provided that authority. You got to take that authority and, and take it by faith and use God's word to remind you of how many times has he protected you, brought you out, blessed you unexpectedly. Man, this is like, yeah, you just... Wait in expectation of what's going to happen next. Amen. It's kind of like better than any drama you can see on TV, right? Because good is going to come. You can expect good. You can receive good. Believe good because Jesus said it. Shall he not do what he said he's going to do? Proverbs 11, 14. Preaches. (laughs) Preach it, Anna. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, without wise leadership, a nation fails, and there is safety in having many advisors. Yes, that's 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 good. Right, wisdom advisors with wisdom. Okay, Lord, we just a- thank a- you. Eight twelve steps. Many advisors. Yes, yes, very good. Love that. Love that. That's what happened yesterday. There's five of us, and two people are new. Yeah, that's why AA is successful. Growing leaps and bounds. Yeah, and yeah. I, I believe it, it doubled in size with the Zoom with the pandemic. Yeah. We all went to Zoom. Now there's yeah. some, we can go to Zoom in anywhere in the world. I go wonderful? to Hawaii to visit the people yeah. there. I go, you know, go to Europe and talk to the people there. Amen. What the enemy means for evil, God turns it for good. For May me. the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord work out the things we have for good. We Amen. thank you for our circumstances, Lord, where we're at. And we thank you for for the blessings. He said they're new every morning. Truckloads of blessings are coming to dump in our driveway, Lord. And we need to give them away before the next load comes in. And we thank you for those loads. And we thank you for this day and this reading. And bless us as we go out today. Keep us safe in your will for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. And all of God's people say. Amen.